If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All the gothic ladies go right on over here. You Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. What the hell is going on, Cody? Well, not much. Well, this uh, this episode's all about you. What the hell no, you got going on? Not all about me. I can't wait me. to hear. I, mean, I can't wait to hear yeah. this shit. Yeah, See, I'm you're... sitting on pins, but that that that's a bad visual. It is a bad visual, especially if one's right in the middle. <laughs> so the the information that cody wants we might as well get this out of the way it's just cody cody dared me to ride an 890 um i, I will just say that ktm was you. the just, last the last it. they were the last ones to pull their bikes out of course they and they were. were the first ones to put them away of course, they, of course they were. You sound like the the guys that were under the tent. Of course I do. Yeah, I'm a KTM guy. We do what we fucking want. If you want to ride our bikes, you better get your ass here when it's open. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> you just set the stage. So not, I got on your glorious eight ninety. I took the first left, and the bike died. What? Stranded me on the side of the road. You got to get a fucking, you got to hit the throttle, chappy. Yeah, well, that was the problem. You hit the throttle and it goes, bleh. No. Yeah. And that's how I met Mike Lafferty, because he came with the pickup truck to pick up the bike. <laughs> All right, let's get to the real story here. No, yeah. that is the real story. I met Mike Lafferty because he drove the pickup truck. Because my 890R died on the side of the road. Because it had no gas? A gas gauge said it was half full. Was but it yes. Full? No, it was, was not. It did not have any gas. <laughs> Motherfucker brought it back with no gas. Somebody took it for a test drive and went, 
there, well, that's just it. KTM is a you follow me. It's a guided tour. Ah, well, lucky for they you, because had... then you weren't stranded, stranded. <laughs> uh, well, I was, yeah. I me mean, and, and if you're going to get I was picked in... up, I mean, Mike Lafferty. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah, Fuck. I mean, uh, the guy that was uh, running Sweeper, he uh, he was on the 890S. Um, and like, I don't know, the, I thought maybe the traction control was set so people couldn't like burn out or something like that because it had not full on knobbies. So every time I hit the throttle, it like, it was doggy. It was like, man, this fucking motor sucks. <laughs> and we took the left turn and we started up the hill and it's like, holy crap, it's getting worse. It's like, Bleh. I mean, only when I really like snapped the throttle, really got on it. I would let somebody get ahead. I wanted to see what the thing had, to, had you yeah. know? Hell yeah. That was the last rider besides the sweeper. <laughs> and well, then that's it's where I usually reside. <laughs> and it's like getting worse and getting worse. And it's like, I just threw my hand up and pulled over. And I'm like, this thing, it's something's wrong. Because <laughs> it's like every time I hit the throttle, it's like dying to the point where like, one time I thought I was going over the handlebars because it like just like so what the fuck so uh the guy picks up the phone and he calls and he's talking to somebody and they're gonna come get us with the truck and we're waiting there and it's fucking 90 degrees I am tripping fucking yeah cooking like a lobster and Pot. Got all the gear and stuff like that, and you know, he was going to send me ahead. And then it's like these two guys show up in a pickup truck. This younger kid, and he shakes the bike, and he goes, "I think it's out of gas." The other guy goes back to the truck, and he grabs a big old can. And he comes over and he starts pouring gas into it. He puts four gallons in. The gauge still says half full. Yeah, don't trust KTM gauge, ever. Oh, that's what Mike Lafferty said. Ever. I mean, why why put it on there then, if it doesn't work? Because somebody cried it didn't have a gauge, or some fucking European standard said it had to have a fucking gauge. Push your fucking mileage and read your mileage. You get 150, 200 miles, you know. Come on. I never trust the fucking gas gauge on any bike. The Beamer's been pretty reliable, but I don't trust it. I've never pushed it to see how far it'll go. When I see 150 miles have gone since I filled up, I'm hitting a gas station. I don't give a fuck because I don't want to run out of gas. You got no gas, you got no go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you can't put a proper piece of equipment on a bike, then you probably shouldn't put that piece of equipment on a bike if it's not going to work. That's just my opinion. I mean, I haven't had a problem with a gas gauge on a motorcycle before when they've had them. I've had problems with my car. It's not that hard. I don't know. Anyway, so how did it go when you rode it? It was okay. I mean, there are things that, that I don't like about it. For me, it's not the bike for me. 
Um, it was it was decent power wise. Uh, it rode like a f- park bench. It was stiff as fuck. You felt every bump. It's an off road so machine. You didn't get off road. No, they're not. They they have strict rules. You couldn't do shit. They were the most terrible. strict out of Fuck, every they let us take manufacturer. Them off road at the other rally. They didn't hear. And these they were the same people that were at the get on ADV, supposedly. I don't know. Maybe they were. Well, then I'm not going to a get on ADV. Fuck them. Did you get to ride the Harley off road? I didn't, but they did have it. And Harley did not. Harley was the only one that said, here, take the bike, go have fun. I don't know. They probably have good insurance at Harley. <laughs> I, I looked at this bike that cost the same price as mine, and the dash was inferior. It was smaller. I didn't, you know, barely had any. I mean, you had to, like, look for the, the gas gauge. It's not something that you could see easily. Um, Road-wise, I mean, it cornered okay. I felt like I was sitting on top of it. Rather than, you know, sitting like you are in the Beamer, like you're behind the the steering. It felt more like I was uh, on a motocross. That just sucks, man, because you didn't get to use it for what it's used for. Fuck. Fuck. I don't have the skill to use that like Mike Lafferty or, well, you know. The, the cool thing is, is that bike, if you get off-road, makes you feel like you are fucking Mike Lafferty. Well, that's even, not even a good thing. Even when you're not real skilled. That's not well, Chris would thing. say it's not a good thing, but it's sure fucking fun. <laughs> Till you end up like Chris. I just never go that fast. I did on his bike though. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, bike. it it wasn't it wasn't for me. Um, of all the bikes I rode there, the only one that I say I would prefer over mine was the Pan America. Really? Yeah, Pan America. That. that it felt lighter than the 890. It had way more power than the 1200. Did the 890? I didn't see how how much Chappie's just giving me shit here. But did it feel lighter than your 850? Did it feel like it just riding? It? I, I it was way taller for one thing. I mean, how I was tippy toe on that thing. Did it feel lighter? You know what I'm getting at here. It it's tall because of where the weight is. That's but it, I I can't tell you that because I was on the road number one and number two. When I come to a stop, I'm like tippy toe. I couldn't really touch on both sides. So you didn't wear your jeans not- boots. Damn it! I told you you're gonna need them. I thought you were like six foot was- five. No. No. No, I'm six foot. Can you uh, flat foot your 850 or do you got to tippy toe it? No, I can flat foot it. I can flat foot one if I lean to the side a little bit on the 800. (laughs) Like it's not bad, but I can't flat foot both feet. There's probably not happening. For my thing, and the 890 also had like a flat seat. It was not a two up machine. Oh, shh. Edit that out. What? 
just for I, me. I just it, my bike does not feel heavy when you're riding and you're going through corners. No, on the street, um, the Beamer doesn't feel heavy at all. I no, love that and, thing on the street. I, f- I love the 800. I know it's not the 850. Same close. I yeah, same it. thing. On the street, it's a fun thing. And it's pretty fun off-road, too. But I have to learn. It's different we, than yeah, you, my other bike. Well, so is the 890 going to be. I mean, yeah. you're still talking that, that weight. And I learned that lesson at the BMW training class that these bikes are, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, the off-road so, shit for those is of you so that much don't different. Know, Chappie did. I don't think he was planning on going to a class when he went here, but I did. I not. hear a little. I met a lot of, I met a lot of people. Somebody might've <laughs> kind of helped you get into a class. <laughs> yeah is that true <laughs> I, I ended up bumping into uh wendy in motion uh wendy nasons uh she is a bmw performance center instructor and she was also, also in the wyoming bbr i wonder how much of that was jocelyn like come on come do this come on wendy <laughs> well, it's just <laughs> like how she got onto the bdr like i can just see jocelyn like Come on, Wendy, you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I spotted her over at the BMW tent. I was going over to the Ride BDR tent because I saw that they put up a tent on Thursday. The days all like blend together. It's like yeah. I was there for one long day. I know. I'm trying to edit the video for mine. And it's Ugh. like, what day did this happen? What day was it? Oh, shit. Because my GoPro didn't have the date, right? You know? Oh. So, I'm like, was this yeah. the first day, second day? <laughs> yeah. You're right, they so, blend together. So I I bumped into Wendy on my way over to the Ride BDR tent because uh, BMW tent was right next to it. And she was standing there. There was nobody there. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Wendy. And she goes, do I know you? And I'm <laughs> like, no, we haven't met. I just I saw the Wyoming BDR film and, and um, we I had driven down to maryland to meet jocelyn and watch the video and and she was telling me how good you were and and that you were a a instructor with bmw and stuff and i just can't believe that you came all the way up here i says you didn't ride your bike all the way up here did you because her bike was sitting right there she goes i work for bmw they ship it up and i fly (laughs) oh man how would that be how would that be yeah and then And then then. she talks me into taking the free BMW clinic. (laughs) So I signed up for the next morning. And guess who my instructor was? Who? Wendy. Wow. (laughs) So that was pretty cool. Because I'd have chickened out right then. I'd have been like, I'm going to fall on my face in front of this cool chick. I'm out of here. No, she, she was really, really good. She was a very good instructor. Of all the guys there instructing, she was probably the best because she would get the information across without, like, yelling. She was a little softer with her language, not, like, swearing or anything. It's just when it came out from her, it was softer. Gotcha. You know? It didn't sound like... Not like a drill sergeant? Yeah, because I was having a hard time 
doing the circle because you do like a figure eight and these cones are fucking figure eight, small. Baby. They're it's like the 22 train. feet wide. Best train. Yeah, but you're not thing but ever. you're not doing an eight. You're doing a circle three, four times and then you go into the other circle the other direction. But How come you know, only did half me, the eight? Don't. I'm confused. That's. So you had to like go around one cone multiple times? No, not one then? cone. They had a circle of cones set up. Okay. And you went around this circle like four times, and then you exited the top into the top of the eight and went around that one like okay. four times. Gotcha. They would tell you when to exit. Okay. But they're giving you instructions while you're circling around them. Oh, so you're concentrating, and then they got to listen to instructions. <laughs> yes. And it's like I'm in uh, motocross attack mode, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> don't squat. Don't. Don't squat. So I stand up a little straighter. And they're like, no, back. And it's like, so I'm constantly moving around on the bike, unsettling the thing. And it was just, it was not a good, I did better at the slaloms and stuff. I went through the slalom and uh, I almost made it through the garage. It was like a 16 foot turnaround. It was like a one lane turnaround. Almost made it through the garage. Panicked at the end because I thought I was going to hit the cone. And I get the instructor said, you pulled your clutch in too far instead of letting it out more to get out. It says if you would have let your clutch out, you would have made it. So Is that when I got the picture? No, that was from the sand. They talked me into taking it through the sand with road tires. I was the only... <laughs> <laughs> I was the only BMW with road tires. Um, can I borrow your bike, please? Uh, my mine I, doesn't have tires for this. I made it. I made it through. My first pass, I went through. So they had different terrains set up for you, like yeah. You oh sand. hell yeah, sand or rocks. I was not going <laughs> over the rocks because I do oh. not have a skid plate. I'll choose rocks every time over sand. I hate that shit. Oh, not it. this stuff. It's like ice. It might as well. You might as well. But it was a it was a straight line through the sand. The first time I made it through, I dabbed once, and then you know Wendy told me, "No dabs. You were you were gonna make it, but you know you be careful because dabbing on a big bike like this, you can blow your knee out very easily. So yeah, they're a little heavier. Yeah, which is hard I, when you've rode but a it was, small bike. It was more like habit. Yeah, but it wasn't like that. It was more like uh, when I was going through, I was losing my balance off the bike. That was to get me back onto the bike because it was shifting around all over the place. And then the second time through, I started to feel that, and I actually pulled the clutch in, which killed my momentum, and I fell over. And the sand ripped the seat. The sand ripped it? That was the only oh. time it fell on that side. Man. Well, I mean, it, maybe it's a good thing you didn't have your brand new new seat on. <laughs> I wish I had it on today. What on the way home? Long, hard, <laughs> hard ass fucking seat that was. But it was fun. Um, so anyway, back to the story. I, I met. Wendy and she talked me into taking the class and then she was one of the instructors. The instructors were great. 
Um, and I talked to Wendy after the class and she has agreed to come onto the podcast Sweet. at some point in the near future to talk about the BMW Performance Center and give everybody information about the classes that they have and about the instruction. Um, you use their bikes. You do not have to be a BMW owner to take the class. And the fundamentals that you learn in the class can transfer to any bike. They even have street classes. So it's the, if you're not into off-road, they have classes that will teach you how to be a safer and better rider on the street. More skill is always always better. Yes. More knowledge is always good. So did you enjoy the class? Like I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> I, it, how I long did was it? Like two hours, but it was hot as fuck. <sighs> it was <laughs> You cannot say oh, it was in front of BMW people. <laughs> it was it was hot. It was hot. I at one point I had taken off my jacket while we were That's... doing the slaloms. And um, we took a break for water because it was hot. It was like 90 degrees at like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's uh, I think it was about the same when um, Randomly and Paco Pete took their class. It wasn't a Beamer class, but still at the rally. And they took a class and man, well, there was- it was hot. I was sitting in the tent like area and I was baking like red. It's hard to do anything when it's that hot. Yeah. Especially concentrate and do shit you haven't done before in front of people. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, plus I was at a disadvantage because I have not ridden my bike very much at all. Uh, The ride up to New Hampshire was the third time I've been on my bike all summer. So it has not been a very productive riding summer for me. So it's not like you got a ton of time on the pegs and seat of that bike yet so no it's still pretty new to you yeah i mean i put 1500 miles on it last year and i've put including the trip up all the riding up there and back i've put 400 miles on this year (laughs) whoa most most of it was this weekend. boy i'm glad you got out there (laughs) yeah um so you'd recommend the class or classes yeah it, it it was good i wish i was a little um, more comfortable with my bike before I went in. Like I said, I did the the slalom okay. I mean, I could have done better. There well, were, to be um, fair, you weren't really like planning on doing a class when you went down there. No, and I was not dressed for it either. I did not bring pads, like off-road stuff with me because I did not plan on riding off-road. I went to do demos and see some of the the other things that they have. Yeah. Well, not just the vendors, but they're, they were supposed to have like all kinds of different uh, speakers and all kinds of different things going on, which they did. It's just that time slipped by so fast. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) where did the day go? Is it still Wednesday? No, it's freaking Saturday. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You know you're having fun when you ask yourself that question. Well, yeah, I mean, it got off to a, a soggy start because of the it rained Wednesday night. Luckily, we got our you know camp set up, but because it was soggy and it was still drizzly in the morning, insurance and what not, 
they would not let any demos go out in the morning. We were hovering around waiting for the demos. And so what'd you do? Just bullshit and eat some food truck food? Yeah, or well, something, we, or? we walked around and tried to, you know, that's when I bumped into Wendy and before all that kind of stuff started. And it's funny because right next to the BMW booth was the ride BDR booth. And, uh, Tim James was there. I was going to say, was Tim there? For the, he was there for the BDR booth, and you know his bike was out front, and we have the same bike, except he's got black rims. I wonder how he got black rims. I don't know. Hmm. Minor gold. Same bike. It's just odd. Anyway, so... Um, Get to meet Tim? He, lo- he looked at me, and he says, hi. He says, hey, how are you? And I was talking with Wendy, and then... You know, people were jawing in his ear. And he looked over at me again. And he's, he waves and he says, hello. Like as if to say, don't go away. Because, you know, people keep talking to him. And he's trying right. to do his job. And then uh, he turns to me and he goes, I know you. And I go, no, we've never met. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cool. I said, no, yeah. we've never met. But uh, I'm Greg Chapman, Chappie from the Throttled Adventures podcast. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, uh, was that the one I was on last year? No. I said, no, we ended up getting uh, Jocelyn and Bryce, and for, Bryce. The, for the Wyoming plug. He goes, oh, we got so many things going on right now. He says, you need to call Derek and set it up. I want to come on, like, soon. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So somebody asked to come on the podcast. Well, well I was, while I was you were trying gone, to figure out how he recognized me. No, just your magnetic personality, Chappie. I don't know, but that was kind of cool. While I was gone, um, you may or may not have seen it, but the BDR released a teaser that, and I thought of you when it came out. Uh, it's you know Pennsylvania the X, X. Yes. Yeah, I was talking to him about that, and I thought, and I, here's the. That Here's the amazing part. He asked me where where I'm from, and I says, "Oh, I live in uh, Massachusetts." I'm a mass hole. <laughs> That's what you should. I live in I live in Massachusetts. <laughs> I said, uh, "I've got uh, a Honda 250 that I ride the New England BDR with because I live about five minutes from October Mountain, and you know I ride. I've got the same bike as you, but." Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of people I know that do that kind of riding. And he goes, crap. He says, I live at the end of section one. I'm there on the weekends, just about every weekend. We should get together and, and do some riding. It's like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Get him on the podcast and get him on the trail. So how far is that from you? Like, cause section one, section three, sound close, uh, but they may be hours you know it's four hours to the beginning of section one on the highway i could probably get there in about two hours so you didn't live too damn far from you then no which is cool he says there he says he's there most weekends most cool sounds sounds like he's a cool guy yeah and then i got busy and still wanted to talk to you that's awesome yeah so i the first two celebrities i met want to come on the podcast and then the whole Mike Lafferty thing. What about Mike he Lafferty? Fills, Shit. He fills up the, he, yeah, but he fills up the, 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 
he's wearing like a shop shirt and a KTM hat. And it just did not look like him because I've always seen him in well, like race gear and he stuff. He hadn't had a boxed a box of boxed wine yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so Mike, was, but that was hilarious in the video. Jocelyn just razzing him. So uh he felt but he's he's doing he's doing all the work at this booth. He's signing people up. He was the one that signed me up and got me signed up for the 890. And then um, when he drove the truck to come get us, you know, if the bike was broken down, the bike was going back in. And like uh, he asked the the guy that was with me, do you know the route? And he's like, no. And he asked the kid, do you know the route? And the kid's like, yeah. And he goes, you got your moto helmet, right? He's like, yep. He says, okay, well, you can take them. He's like, I can't ride two up with them. He goes, no, you take the other bike. <laughs> You're riding, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going. And he goes, well, he needs to do his ride. You know, he's signed up for a ride, and he's been over there a couple times. Because I'm telling you, it was not easy getting that bike to go for a ride. I bet, but but you were um, persistent, and then I mean, well, I had to stay. Sucks that you ran out of today. gas and all that, but I mean, what a cool story! I mean, well, how many times do you run out of gas right. and Mike Lafferty freaking brings you? Here's gas. the best part: I got to see more of what that bike had because now it's only me and that kid. We didn't have the whole group to slow us up. He rode, and because I was keeping up with him. Faster and faster and faster. Oh. So, I mean, even though it had knobbies, I will say the the TKC 80s fucking handle, You, I did not know there were knobbies under that thing. It cornered very well. It was stable. Wow. But my problem with the bike was it was very punchy. It was like the, the throttle. Like you, it was like really like. Off and on. Go or off. Go or off. My bike is very smooth. For a, a street traveling bike, you want it smooth. Smooth, yeah, definitely. Choppy. I mean, That's you know, I you've, got the, you've got I the I get in trouble off-road on the 800 because it's so smooth. And I'm used to just being able to like, you know. And the Beamer, it's like a little hesitant. I mean, it's so smooth. Like you said, on the road, you don't want, you know. Right. Well, you change so that with modes. Punch. Yeah, and um, I felt like I was sitting on the bike rather than, you know, like I felt in like the bike. I, was abo- I was above the bike. Yeah. You know, like I was. More like a dirt bike kind of feeling. Yes, especially the new dirt bikes because the new dirt bikes, the seat goes even with the handle- handlebars. Yes, yeah. and that's, I mean, from where I come riding, that's what I'm used to. So the Beamer's like. I feel like I'm getting into a freaking, like an F-16 or something. Sometimes I drive it like that, but <laughs> but it's um, it's almost like maybe I feel safer or something because I've got this big thing in front of me, you know, the, the wind screen and the, and the whole shrouds and everything are a lot bigger. Like yep. on the 701, it's just like a dirt bike. Like there's nothing in front of me, the handlebars. Right. <laughs> so I, the Beamer's like. 
Yeah, like, I, I wanted to take, they had the 350 and the 500, but it was like time just slipped by so quick and they didn't have the bikes that both of us wanted to ride. So we went over to the Triumph and they had bikes that we were interested in. So we took a ride. What did on you the ride Triumph on the bikes. Triumph? Uh, I rode a 660 because that's what they had. I didn't want to ride a scrambler and I did not want to ride that big ass 1200 super <laughs> freaking thing. I mean, it was huge. It, it was made huge. the freaking BMW look small. Jeez. Their 1200 super tiger ADV. I mean, it sounds like a tank. It was huge. I mean, the, I rode when we couldn't get on the 890. Uh, I could only get on the 350 at 315, and it was like the last ride. And we went over to the Tiger place, and I I didn't have my license with me anyway. I would have to go back to my bike. So it was like, ah, shit, we didn't register earlier. So I went over to, we went over to Triumph, and we looked, and it was like they had a 1200. Just the twelve hundred, not the, not the super, like bulky one. Mm-hmm. All the shit. It's kind of like the you know how the BMW's got the GSA model. Yes, and GSA, and it's a little yeah. bit bigger. Mm-hmm. This was the Tiger's version of the GSA, and it was like on steroids, but it was huge. And I was like, no way, I want to take that because I have no interest in it. But I took the twelve hundred street model. And Frank had taken the 1200 the day before. Now, when when drive. you're saying we, I hear you uh, hung out with an old man at this rally. Well, Is that true? I'm an old man. But you're not named. There were a lot of old men there. <laughs> the real there question were. we're all dying to know is did you find any uh, or did any special lost femalians come no. looking for their tent? Nope. Ah, it's because you didn't put up the Kelty. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we hung out in the Yamaha tent instead. Did you? Did you see those tents? Did they have them there? Yes. Blue fucking tents? Oh, my God. I'd have bought a Yamaha if I could have kept the tent. I didn't know that shit. Why? The tent's only worth 20 bucks. Doesn't matter. It's a tent I don't have. <laughs> it folds up and it all just, you take it out of the bag. And it just goes and it boing. pops up. It's yeah. like a yeah. So Fuck it can't yeah. pop. It can't. It can't fold up small. It's like a Pringles. Once we you pop, you we were hanging out in the Yamaha tent, and the Yamaha guys came back. I bet they were popular. There was only like three of them. There was only like three of them. So we were talking to them, and like one of them's from Maine, one of them's from Massachusetts, not very far from me. Gave him a card and some stickers because he was talking about the tent and he says he doesn't have a tent that fits on his bike. There's no way he's fitting those tents on his bike. <laughs> I says, huh, well, you should go look at my tent up here. It's just as big as the tents that are right here. But it'll fit on your But bike. it packs up to the size of a football. <laughs> so he's looking at my tent and he goes, holy crap, that's a three-man? I says, yeah. And you can see because I had the bag. Well, no, I had the... uh awning open so you could see that part of it wasn't tent it was just the like storage area 
and uh, the hotel part. And he goes, holy crap. He says, that's huge. I says, yeah, and it's about the size of a football. And no, the stuff method does not work. <laughs> no? Not with my tent. I had to pull it out. So I stuffed the fly in, and I went to stuff the tent in. It's like, there's no room. So I had to pull it out and kind of like roll it together and then stuff it. Yeah, push it. Yeah, fucking stuff it, man. It's called the I know, stuff but sack. It, <laughs> I know, but it didn't go as small as it did last time I packed it. Last time yeah, I was able to pack it Unfortunately, that's smaller. how it usually seems for me anyway. Even when I pay attention to how something was rolled up, sleeping bag, a sleeping pad, a tent, I try and... I try and do it exactly how it came, and I can never get it exactly how it fucking came. Well, the wife and I had it really close. It was like about the size of a Nerf football. And then when I packed it up today, Frank says, (laughs) Chappie, that's a little bit bigger than a football, (laughs) but not much. (laughs) I says, yeah, well, because I did Cody's method. He says I'm supposed to stuff it. He says, I'm going to have to stuff Cody. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still, I'm learning, so. Yeah. Well, and also you'd been there for a couple days and doing stuff, so. Yeah. I don't know about you, but usually when I'm packing up camp, especially after multiple days. It was I just don't. Maybe I don't pay as much attention to detail at that point <laughs> well i was trying to hurry because yeah. it was i didn't want to miss the 890 because i knew if i missed it i wasn't getting another one and then when i took it for a ride and the thing died on the side of the road and i'm sitting there with the guy oh and we're god, talking I can just hear you oh god i can just hear all the shit and we're, we're talking cody oh my god and and i, I go you know my my buddy's uh Big time KTM fanboy, and And he told me I have to ride this bike because I have a BMW 850. And he goes, he goes, oh boy, not a very good first impression. No. (laughs) However, I said no, but I said shit happens. Every bike has a bad day. But when I tell him this story, he is gonna freaking bang his head off the desk. Yeah, I about did. However, maybe it wasn't just because I was telling you to ride the 890. I didn't even know. I wanted to hear what you thought of it. But had you not, you wouldn't have met Mike Lafferty. What the hell? Right. I'm jealous. I'm just going to say, God damn it. I know, but unbeknownst to me, I had been talking to him all week. (laughs) That's even better. He's like the only guy that was doing work there. You would think a celebrity like that would not be doing the grunt work. That's what. I think is the other guys are not standing acting around. like a celebrity. He's yes. just being one of the guys. I love it. Yeah. So we got back and I had that whole ride back to think about that while I'm carving up the, the roads with this kid who says to me when we get back, Shh, we did two miles over the speed limit. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Don't tell my boss. Don't tell my basically, boss. We basically, we were doing like 60 in the 30s and shit. We theoretically, were 15, theoretically, Mike, don't don't get mad at the kid. He was just having a little fun. It's a 30-minute ride. They go out every 45 minutes. We got back, 
five minutes before everybody was supposed to go out. I pulled in, shut off the bike, and the guy started calling off names for the next ride. And the 890's been booked all week. We sat there a good 15 minutes. So we did that 30-minute ride in probably about 22. (laughs) (laughs) And that speaks to exactly my experience on the 790. Well, he was on the, the six, six miles adventure on- S, the street model, mm-hmm. and I was on the R. And we ran into some slow pokey people that, like, the speed limit was 35. They were doing 35. I hate that. Yeah, or I mean. 34, you know. They just- it, is, it is what it is, but when it's on these tight little back roads up in New Hampshire, I mean, I would, anybody that's in the East Coast from Virginia. I remember Virginia. North. Very narrow would, roads when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember. I, I would go to this Tour of Tech Dirt Days next year. It was so uh, worth it. The people that were there were nice. You know, it was just, it was worth it. All the demos and everything. Sounds um, like a blast. Yeah, so we get back. And I remember the guy getting in the truck and saying, Mike, and he was talking about, you know, cause I, I made a comment of, uh, you know, we're talking about the bike and how, you know, every bike has a bad day. And he was telling me about the bike, you know, cause I asked him like, what are the differences between that one and this one other than the, you know, street tires. So he was telling me the differences and stuff. And he says, this one here, it's built more for the off-road. So the suspension is different. You're going to get a softer ride on the S because it's made for the street. This one's tuned a little bit more for the off, off-road. Um, he says also uh, warranty. You only get a year on the, on the R. R because a lot of people race them. And you only get, you get two years on the S, which is pretty good because most manufacturers only give one. Yeah. Um. And then somehow, you know, it's like I said, uh, yeah, and then you've got uh, Chris Birch who takes the 1290 and makes it look like it's a trials bike. (laughs) And he goes, oh, yeah. And he says, Mike Lafferty rides this thing like it's a dirt bike, too. He says he's like, he goes, he's a nine-time enduro champ. You know, he's pretty good on these things. I says, yeah, I, I saw the... N-E-B-D-R. <laughs> so, I mean, it came up, and then there he is. And like I said, me and Frank had been talking to him all weekend. That's awesome. And it we just didn't realize it because he's, you know, wearing a KTM shop shirt, and he's doing all the work. Every, there's other people standing around. That's why he's a champion, because he's not afraid of work. <laughs> Like these fucking kids these days, I shouldn't say anything. Right. I don't have a job, but, but I, I work hard. I mean, I just don't get paid. <laughs> I expected you've got Mike Lafferty. He's going to be doing the the demo rides. You know, that's what I expected. But because I was kind of disappointed, I was expecting him to come out of the trailer and like lead one of the demo rides. Because I saw his dogs, so I kind of knew he was there. Uh, in his Instagram posts, he's usually got the dogs. He p- posts pictures of them. 
and I, they would look so familiar. And it's like, damn, that's got to be his dogs. ATM dogs. Somebody meant. Somebody mentioned his no. Yeah, but somebody mentioned his name, and I I didn't see him. So, I mean, I saw a guy over there talking to him at one point in an NEBDR shirt, but it was not Mike because this guy was like huge, huge. Like yeah, like you're not riding a enduro bike and winning huge. <laughs> you know, I don't know. All the big boys seem to win the damn desert races out here. I don't know if well, they got have they got extra padding and they're like extra traction. Not afraid to get hurt or what? But <laughs> extra that first traction place is always extra traction. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um. So anyway, we get I get back and I go over to thank the kid for taking me for the loop anyway. And, uh, you know, he says, yes, two miles an hour. (laughs) Right. So. And then I go to thank the guy that was driving the truck that came to rescue us. And I says, you wouldn't happen to be Mike Lafferty, are you? He goes, I yes, I am, sir. I'm like, oh, my God, you look so different and not being your your riding gear. He goes, well, hopefully it's because I'm skinny. <laughs> you call me fat? <laughs> and then I, I says, holy crap, I can always say that Mike Lafferty rescued me on the side of the road. <laughs> he thought that was funny. That's awesome, man. He says, well, he says, so we missed a bike. And he says, I sincerely apologize. He says, don't worry about it. I'm not ticked off. Never would have realized that was you. And- I didn't hear that guy call you Mike. That's pretty cool, man. So I've been talking to you all all weekend (laughs) and didn't even realize who you were. You just look different in the shop shirt. But I never put the shop shirt make me look skinny. (laughs) He did not look fat. I mean he looked like he was in shape, that's for sure. But he looked more like uh somebody that was running the event and was responsible for everything that was going on as opposed to, you know, somebody that. As far as I know, he's pretty uh, responsible for the KTM. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, nine-time champion probably takes everything serious except for his dogs might have wanted to treat when he was supposed to gas up your bike. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, but again, the bike said it had a half a tank. And he made a comment that the indicators for that stuff are not the greatest. He was not too happy about. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine mine has a gas thing on it, the Husky. Hmm? It's uh, It's this little gas tank-shaped light that comes on when you're about to run out. Yeah, and a lot of um, a lot of them have had that in the past, which I mean, of course, mine's not technically supposed to be a street bike either. I mean, the seven hundred one, it can be, but it's not really. It's played. If you want to ride on the street, I would, and mostly street, probably not by a seven hundred one unless you're going to supermoto it. Oh, mostly street, no. 
No, because that's a very tall bike, but it's not. Doesn't hold a candle to the 690. 690, freaking 30, 38 inch seat height. What the hell are they thinking? Well, Chris Birch is probably tall. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Birch rides the 1290. Well, the other Chris rides the 690. The one that you like or laugh. Nathan I thought White. she had a five. No, she got a five hundred. She's got six ninety. She might have changed, mm. but she had a six ninety forever. Chris Fant. Yeah, I I could have swore it was uh, that was his bike, and she was only riding it because uh, hers was in the shop. I thought she had a five hundred EXC. You may know. Also, Odyssey, Winter Odyssey rides one. 690? Yep. That's a 38 inches. Well, lower it and put a smaller seat on it. That's what I did. But (laughs) if you saw this thing, you can't put a lower seat on it. The seat's like an inch thick, and it's a flat board. Yeah, you get a lower seat, and it's a half inch thick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you have no seat but I put a lowering link on yeah I would um, <clears throat> I really wanted to ride the 350 but um, it was just it was getting late and it just seemed like there was always something going on or some other opportunity arise the yeah, 890s were you, always like, you can't do everything that's there there's no, no. way you can't because there's a lot of shit going on all the time and I wanted to ride the 890 so I could give you my honest opinion. And it was constantly out. Like, as soon as they they wouldn't let us sign up because they were the... It was just funny because, like, KTM was the only one that put a locks on their bikes. They were the only one, They were the only ones that, like... It's because dirtbags ride out. them. I know. I'm one of them. <laughs> Joe Dirtay Bag, okay? <laughs> it, it was just, it was just really funny. It was like, uh, and it wasn't just me and Frank. It was like, everybody was like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, KTM, like, we have KTM dealers here in, in Utah and, um, it, it's no, it's no, um, it's not like a secret. I love the machines. I love riding them. I hate going to the KTM dealership. Hmm. It doesn't matter if you got fucking money falling out your pockets. They still treat you like you're a fucking douchebag. And I don't yeah, like it. I don't cool. agree with it. However, their machines are fun as shit. But it's like they know that. and that I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't excuse it. I don't. I just hate going to the dealership. I love riding the bike. I don't. I mean, same thing happened to our buddy in uh, Vegas. Rodney. Rodney, yeah. yeah. He hated the fucking oh, God, I couldn't remember too. his name. I couldn't before. either. I I had it, and then I started talking about him, and then I was like, oh, shit, brain fart. How am I going to get out of this? <laughs> I had the same problem. Um, Senior moments, okay? We can have them. Yeah, I mean, he had a problem. I mean, I heard a lot of people had problems. Like the when they did the 790, it was new, and they mm-hmm. didn't have enough parts. So when stuff started to break, 
Well, it's not people just, had to wait. You know, it's weird. Is yeah, it's not just KTM. Though. It's like a, it's like a new business model. So my uh, Squatch and Abby just bought a Can Am. It's not a new business model. It's a COVID induced. Well, whatever it is, it bullshit sucks. supply so chain thing. They we have the same problem at work. Apply for their financing for this fucking thirty five thousand dollar Can Am. I mean, it's a badass machine. But, uh, you know, when you apply for your financing, it expires in, I don't know, 30 days, 60, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, three days before it's going to expire, get a call. Your machine's in. Oh, cool. Except um, everything's in except for the uh, computer, the ECU, or, like, the brain of mm-hmm. the fucking machine. So, apparently, they're sending out everything, and then... You can get people to qualify for their fucking loans and sit there and wait for this goddamn machine. They finally got it worked out, but man, Squatch was pissed. He almost didn't buy it. Like, you call me and tell me my machine's in, right? Get me Uh all excited and then pull the shit. Like, you should call and say, your machine will be ready in a couple weeks once this comes in. You don't call... (laughs) But the guy told him it's like standard practice now. This is what how the how they're shipping things. Yeah, because the computers, the chip shortage. And- yeah, but you can't call somebody and tell them it's complete, and then no, I oh, just I know, kidding. But the the world practice, changed, you know. The world changed when COVID happened. Yeah, it did change, not for the better. But I just thought myself like he could have handled that a lot better. Yeah, well, I mean. The world was changing before COVID hit, and people just don't this care just about accelerated shit anymore. It. Well, no, it just that seems more like a, an asshole. And yeah, you know, there's like, plenty that was of those my out thought. there. This is the one guy I'm not going to give my money. I'll buy it somewhere else because yeah. he's being a dick. Okay. But the problem is, uh, Squatch says, "Nope, I don't want it." Somebody else is going to scoop right in and say. I'll take it. And then yeah. Squatch is going to have to go find one. Right. And, and go through the whole process all over again. Unfortunately, that just enables these people to keep acting that way. Yep. So, yeah. I'm maybe a KTM fanboy of riding them, but like I would rather fucking hit myself in the nuts than go into the dealership. I hate going in there. Yeah. Well, I can say that, like, for the most part, Everybody at the at the rally. I mean, our favorite place to hang out was at the Triumph place. Because really? the people that were there were funny. Cool. They were fun. They had coffee in the morning. They had water for you in the afternoon. Like, if we were walking by, they'd be like, hey, guys, you want some water? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Taking oh. care of you. Taking care of you. Oh, I can't remember if I kept it or threw it away. I had a bottle of water. It was BMW performance water. This will make you go faster. (laughs) Set it right on the bottle. (laughs) They were handing those out at the the training class. (laughs) That was funny. This will make you go faster. (laughs) They had their own water. That's awesome. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I mean, we were talking like... I mean, me and Frank had a lot of time to talk when it was raining and overcast. We couldn't do nothing. 
So we got on a bunch of different subjects and I told him of the story about how I ended up with the first BMW and the wife said, go buy it. So we were over in the, the tent. Nobody could do demos yet. We were talking to the guys at the, the Triumph tent and they were really cool, funny, joking around. We were having fun. And, um, Frank said, oh yeah, he said something about the tiger, um, having heated seats front and back. It's says, holy crap. If my wife heard that, she'd be saying, go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> my wife heard that. That would make her happy. And then Frank goes, yeah, she makes the decisions because she made him buy his bike that he has now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, you know, which is fun. It's just funny. Of the world so, changing. That's how a lot of homes run. And the, so the, the guy, that was entering our information into the computer laughs and goes, okay, so I guess I need to enter her number in here. <laughs> so, cause we need to, to talk to the boss. <laughs> and then when yeah. we came back the next day, I told the guy I says, yeah, I told the wife that you might be calling. Cause, uh, you were going to talk her into making me buy the triumph because it had the heated seat. And she laughed. He goes, well, that's because she knew that we were going to meet up later and I was going to talk to her about it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, my God, burn. That was good. But we were all joking around the day before, so he knew he could take it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun at that trailer. We kept going back over there. Even if we were just, we would just go over when the bikes were out just to talk to them. Cause they were a fun bunch. Those that guys were really like, cool. Uh, we have a, a spot here. It's been here since I was a little kid. It's called Wrights, like W R I G H T S. Yep. Motorcycle parts, and they, I mean, they cater to all bikes. They sell some stuff for dirt bikes, but they mainly take care of like Harley's and Triumphs and you know Goldwings, whatever, like street bikes. But mm-hmm. the people that own it and just work there it's just like that man you just go in there and like we're there one day and we're trying to buy some hook tool like for a spring you know for pull the pipe springs off yep and the old guy he grabs the tool and then he starts talking to somebody for a second comes back to us you know lost his train of thought and he looks at me he goes where'd my hooker go i lost my hooker (laughs) (laughs) and so every time we go in there we're like you remember where your hooker is? <laughs> you know, you that just is funny. You don't get that at every store. <laughs> no, but that's funny. But it's an enjoyable experience to go to that store, you know? So. Yeah. So, I guess if I had to rank the bikes that I rode, um, I did not ride the T7. I went home after riding the 890 today because it was getting fucking hot. So instead of spending the whole day and sleeping over and packing everything up, the T7? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I looked at it. I mean, it's, uh, I I heard other people talk about it on the road. It's top heavy. It's not much different than my bike. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. People say it's the cat's meow, but everybody likes something different. Yeah, and everybody rides different. 
Yeah, to you, the 890R might be your bike. Right. I would probably rather have the S. Yeah, I'm um, just looking for something I'm a little more comfortable with taking the wife on the BDRs. I'm doing it with the Beamer okay, but I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm like puckered. Yeah. Just well, because I mean, I'm getting used to it and it's heavier, you know, and I don't want to fuck up in front of the wife, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. Two people off-road is... Uh, it's a different animal. No yeah, I mean, you're if you're talking... If you're Even talking on the street, dirt different roads with a passenger. You know? I'm fine on the street. Yeah, I mean, but it's I'm different with a passenger. It is, but I'm comfortable in my maneuvers and stuff like that. But I've had passengers on the road that uh, either they don't know or they're just that way. But you know, they lean the wrong way and oh yeah, the wrong well, time, I mean, and it's just like Amber's not that way. She's great. She's basically yeah. just one with the bike. So yeah. basically, if if you have a chance to go to one of these get-togethers and they have demo rides, sign up for some demos because and talk to the people at, at the demo places because, A, they're funny. They're there. They love what they're doing. They love their job. Um, and just, like, you get to try other bikes. You don't have to buy them. You're not going to like all of them. But you might find something that you thought was, uh, and then fall in love with it. Like that little 660 Triumph Tiger Sport that I took for a ride. You enjoyed that? It was the smallest bike at the freaking rally. But for this tiny little bike, holy crap, it had zip. You could like flick it around on the road and stuff. It was like, holy shit, little rocket. Everybody was coming back and saying, wow, that little thing rips. Because a lot of times, that was the only thing left if you wanted to sign up for a demo. It was that, or a scrambler, which I had no interest in, or that big ass thing that I had no interest in. So was that your favorite, or your most surprising one? The most surprising, yes. Um, Well, that's tough, because... Even though I was had high expectations because I heard other people talk, the Harley was still surprised the hell out of me. You've been wanting to ride that for a long time. I you have been wanting to ride it, and um, I got to tell you, hands down, that was the best bike at the rally. I mean, what uh, it's better what, like, than my bike. It's like light. What it's, sold you on it? Like what was? What put the biggest smile on your face because of the Harley? Like the handling or the height or the power or what? Like what sticks out? Everything. Everything? Everything. I you mean, you just liked it. You just fucking liked the, it. The biggest things that we could pick on the kickstand's got a Harley kickstand in front of the foot bag. It's not in back of the foot peg like all adventure dirt bikes. Oh, whoa. Really? It's a Harley thing. Hmm. Frank, you know, pointed that out. And I didn't even notice. But when I came back, I was like kicking the <laughs> center stand because that's where the oh, kickstands are. Oh, shit. And the guy like kicked it in front of the thing. And I went, huh. 
I didn't even notice the kickstand was way up there. <laughs> so power delivery, was it fun, <laughs> smooth, insane, choppy, what? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Put it in a put it in the mode. If it's in sport mode, you're riding a crotch rocket. Oh, yeah, that thing is, <laughs> oh, yeah. it pulls. It just looked like Kramer there. Oh, yeah, Jerry, it pulls. <laughs> oh, yeah. The most comfortable seat stock I have ever sat on. It really? is comparable to my $500 sergeant seat. Stock. That stock. That's where that's where a lot of motorcycles skimp. I that, feel nope. a lot um, of motorcycles just skimp on the damn seat. The other area where Frank and I were in agreement, and even the Harley guy was in front of the uh, handlebars, the headlight assembly, just doesn't look like it belongs, kind of. It just, it's like the bike looks really cool up to there, and then it's like, eh. Yeah, it's like, eh. It's kind of like watching all the fireworks, and then you get to the finale, and it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, the KTM windshield coverage just as bad as the BMW 850, 750. Yeah. Horrible for road. If you're off-road, who cares? BMW, or not BMW, Harley was great. I mean. Really? Yeah. I mean, the, the windshield on it, it was like I could still get some air, but like no pressure. I got air. You got good but air. Nothing not, was pushing not. at me. No helmet buffeting. No like pounding on the arms or the chest. I always used to laugh at that. Oh, helmet buffeting. Don't be a pussy. Yeah. If you start adding a few miles on another mile on another mile, that little buffeting becomes really number one annoying. And number two, it, it it's a strain. Like, well, at the end of the day, you're going to have a stiff neck. Yeah. When you wake up tomorrow morning. So like going to the convenience store and home, quit being a pussy, yeah, I would say. But then when you do a hundred miles. Well, I mean, different. there's a, there's a difference between, you know, feeling like your helmet's being pushed and the buffeting where it's being constantly rotated side to side and side to side and stuff. Yeah. That's not good yeah. in my head. I can hear all the rocks um, roll around. So the Harley was fast in a straight line did you notice the, the one part fast. i wanted to see no it happened so seamless that oh, you could not tell damn it and i was tall dramatic. enough make and dramatic. i was tall enough that it did no but that's just it yeah he said that if it works properly you, you will not it. feel it go up or down that is crazy. I mean, I was tall enough anyway. It didn't matter. I always pictured, like, you know, those cars we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> <The> hydraulic. <laughs> but That's um, what I kind of pictured it as, but I guess it's it's just so subtle that you don't even notice it. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the bike did everything. How? I mean, did you it could feel car, heavy? You could car. Nope. Cornering. It <laughs> no. was good cornering. <laughs> it was good. You could flick it from corner to corner um, at speed. I mean, I would have no qualms taking that to a racetrack. I mean, we rode the ones with the street tires because uh, when we took street. the 
Well, no, but also because when we were doing the, the test ride, they weren't allowing off-road. Harley was the first one to let people out. They weren't letting people because the roads were wet, muddy, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Triumph was the only one that had dirt in their loop. I Well, I didn't do the uh, Yamaha, so I can't say. And I, I signed up for it, but I ended up going home because it was hot and I was tired. And I guess I the tents weren't that cool, but I still want one. <laughs> there was only like three or four people there, too. But, um, yeah, the Harley just, it checked every box. And it just, it was. It put a smile on your face. You enjoyed it. Yeah. And Frank had ridden it before. Yeah, and Frank had ridden it before. And he came back going, oh, that was so much fun. (laughs) And, you know, there's a big part of it, like you were saying earlier, everybody kind of rides different, likes different things. But at the end of the day, does does your motorcycle put a smile on your face? Are you having fun? But that bike, I don't care if you're the crotch rocket type, you're the adventure type, you're the cruiser type, that bike will do everything everything it'll put put along and then if you need to twist the throttle and get out and get out of the way it'll do that if the popo's on your ass and you need to get away you can hit it in sport mode and get the fuck out of there if you're going down the highway and somebody next to you starts to pull in and you can't stop because there's somebody behind you you need to get it and get gone it's right there to get yeah it will you twist that throttle and it will put three car lengths between you and where you were <laughs> in a blink. So it's that just, sounds fun, but oh, when it, it's controllable too, right? Like, Oh yeah. It's not like, it's not like you, you twist the throttle. You don't feel like it's like, Ooh. it's not ripping your arms off. Right. No. But when you want power, it's there. But you watch the numbers on the speedometer roll like uh, Night Rider. <laughs> it's like thirty to seventy, like that. Oh. No, Rider. seriously, seriously. That's cool. It was I'm glad you got to ride it because you've been wanting to insane. for quite a while. Yeah, and then like and I'm glad it while we were still there sometimes... signing up for the thing, the Harley dealer near Frank called him. Hey, I just saw your name pop up. Oh shit! Yeah, I got two calls from the the local dealer here, so I ended up calling him back so he would stop calling me. And uh, he wasn't there, but the guy that answered the phone says, "Yeah, I've been riding one as a demo bike. If you want to take one for a longer ride, hop in, stop by, and." Take my demo bike. He says, you can go take it for a while. He says, well, actually, that might be a good idea. I can bring the missus down because she's not here this weekend. She usually rides with me. Oh, shit. Bob might tell you to get a fucking Harley. No. I mean, I I just bought a car, too. So, like, when I re-upped my BMW, I did not know I was replacing my truck soon. (laughs) Or I probably would still have the 750. <laughs> yeah, sometimes life works like that. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're going to give me $20,000 for my BMW, I will not be Hey, these Harley. days, you never know. Like, shit's been weird. I've hey, seen people he... sell their trucks or shit 
for more than they bought it for after using them for a year or two lately. Yeah. It's crazy. What? If he gave me $20,000 for a trade, I might be MW. <laughs> I would probably trade it for a Harley tomorrow. Really? You liked it that much? Yeah, if would, he was gonna give would, if he was gonna give me that model twenty one thousand dollar bike, and he was gonna give me twenty one thousand dollars for my BMW, I would be making the same payment. So just if you replacing, could trade across, you would you would do it pretty much. Consider it. Wow, I think so because what I'm gonna do with my Beamer mostly is ride the road. No, you know? when I get out there, I'm coming, motherfucker. I'm coming to take you into the. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep, it's gonna happen. I'm just proud of you that you went. I'm glad you got to go. Got some time on the bus. Yes, and, it was and had fun. a good time. Sounds like met some cool. Yes, cool and I would sure. I would recommend to everybody to try it. Um, we will we're gonna try and get Frank from One Old Man Riding on to talk about the actual event and get his perspective of the event. This has been more of like, uh, if you get a chance to do a demo day, do it. Um, Riding these bikes, you're never going to experience different things if you don't do that. And most people don't want you to ride their bike. There was so many different options. I mean. Yeah. And I actually rode two key TMs. So I got to ride a 390. You did? Yep. 390. Shit. How was that? It was pretty good. I mean, not comparing to my bike. I don't really have anything to compare it to. Right. It's kind Um, of like its own little animal there. Yeah. I was, I was hoping to ride the Tiger 900 and that was like booked just like the, it's that, that mid-sized adventure bike. Didn't seem to be a whole lot of people over at the Yamaha tent. They always seem to have bikes sitting there. Really? Harley had. I think Yamaha's only thing is T7 that everybody's yammering about right now. Harley had and, 20 bikes. And people are. Only Pan Americas. Sick of waiting for the T7. A lot of people just got fed up with it, you know? They had 12 of them there that could have been sold. 12? Holy shit. Harley <laughs> had like 20 Pan Americas. Well, they weren't all T7s. There was uh, the. Um, the big Tenere. Whatever. I don't know what it is. Super Tenere. Big big boy? Yeah, it just didn't interest me. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ride it because it could, could compare to the 850. But I was hot and I was sweaty. And I'm, I'm like, man, I got an hour to wait. And Frank goes, it's like your bike, but more top-heavy. More Squishier, top-heavy? less oh, power. Crazy. That that's he rode it. And he rode my bike too. So I mean we swapped bikes when we went to get pizza one night. His camera failed on him. Pizza. Yeah. His camera it must Not, have been a enough GoPro. about the enough about the weekend. He won't have anything to talk about when he comes on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't catched caught it already, you look forward to Tim James and Wendy Nason's Frank from One Old Man Riding, uh, he was very knowledgeable about a lot of things, motorcycles. He's ridden a lot of different bikes, so he will be very fun to have. Yeah, looking forward to all this stuff. 
It's awesome. And I want to give a huge shout out to Moto Camp Nerd and Moto Tomic, to Moto Camp Nerd for giving my me my home for the weekend, and to Moto Tomic for keeping my stuff dry, keeping me clothed mm-hmm. and warm with my hoodie and my skull cap, <laughs> my Moto Beans. Um, Moto Beans. I represented. I represented all week. Oh God! Except, yes, chap, you did. I failed. Except Fine. for uh, Thursday, Friday, Friday afternoon, because I got soaked during the BMW training, and I needed to change my shirt. And it was so hot, I put on my Throttled Adventures white shirt because black was just killing me. Yeah, <laughs> I love wearing black, but. When you put Same. 90 degrees into the uh, equation, sometimes I change my mind rather quickly and my shirt. <laughs> I'm glad you had yeah. fun. Glad you got to hang out with old man Frank. I had a lot of fun, and I'm glad he went because if he didn't go, I wouldn't have had as much fun. So it would have been just me, yeah. you know? Yeah, they are. And I've only been to one, but it, it was funner having some people there that I kind of knew. I mean... I knew randomly, yeah. but I didn't know him and Pete and Oliver right. and Super Dave. Can't forget Super Dave. If you want to see what I lived in for the weekend, you can head on over to Moto Camp Herd. You can use the discount code Throttled ADV to save ten percent on your purchase over there, and it's just ten percent on your entire purchase, not just one item. So, load awesome. up your cart and get some camping stuff. Whether you're a moto camper, backpack camper, or just a camper camper, he has good quality stuff that is good for everyone. Small packing, which is perfect for the moto camper or the backpack camper, like your yeah. wife. She backpack camps. Those are yeah. good She's stuff for that. her, too. She's loving that. She used to have to carry like a 10-pound freaking tent that was as big as her whole backpack. <laughs> Right. So ben Ben will take care of you. He can lighten up your load a little bit and make it way smaller. And it's yeah. quality, quality stuff. So, Yeah, a lot of people were blown away. Like our neighbor, he looked at my tent bag, and then we pulled it out <laughs> and started put. He helped me set it up. He goes, this freaking thing was this in that little was bag? was inside that? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that magic trick where he keeps pulling shit out of the hat and it just keeps coming (laughs) yeah kind of yeah they're pretty cool we said it he helped me set it up um if you have somebody help you set things up always double check their work (laughs) (laughs) i found two hooks when i took it down today i found two hooks that weren't connected and one of the poles one section was not shoved in properly it was like still out <laughs> which was yeah. fine but if there was any stress on it like with high wind or something that would yeah, have made it wind. easier to bend i'm sure yeah so, you found out quickly <laughs> yeah but uh the tent kept me dry through a torrential downpour and it kept me bug free all weekend and that's out of the freaking bag, people. You didn't tape it, and you didn't seam seal it, and you didn't have to do that shit because it was already done for you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you can tell, like, especially with the ground cover and the rainfly, when you look at the 
inside. You can see the tape stuff. That's how I know if I've got the rain cover inside out or right side. <laughs> yeah, the ground cover, the tape goes down, correct? To the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, it was successful. I, uh, I enjoyed all that room. So I brought all my bags inside the tent because we had an ant problem. And I did not want his aunt showed up. She's been long any lost. ants in my <laughs> helmet or my boots or no. my clothes. So yeah, that'd be fun to go to test drive a new bike and you got ants crawling all over your ears and shit. <sighs> not good. Not good. I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to sleep well. You did a lot this weekend. You ought to be tired. Yes. Yes. And people were rowdy till late. And people started walking around and bumping and banging shit at five. So I've That's been rough. up almost as early as, well. As early as work. Yeah. I I crawl out of my tent at like six every morning this week. Same with Frank. We would sit there. and That's the only time I get up early is when I'm camping. It just kind of happens naturally. Hmm. A little bit of light. Well, especially when you got in a and... shit ton of people. Yeah, that, that's true. We were all asking each other, like, who the hell rolled in at like 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> and then we were over eating lunch, and some guy was like, No, I did not oh, know people. I got here at like the ass crack of middle of night. <laughs> And you, I never over it. That. you never over it. You never. No, but I looked. O- I looked over at the two guys that were asking about that earlier, and I says, Found "Well, em. now we know who got that got in at two thirty last night." <laughs> I ne- I didn't even hear it. I was when I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. So, but uh, I also want to say thank you to Mototomic. Um, the shirts were comfortable. They kept me warm when it was chilly. They kept me clothed. The rest um, of the people would like to thank you for clothing us so that they don't have to see our man boobs. <laughs> so you're doing the world a favor, Dan. Yeah. No, awesome stuff. Love the Mototomic. I, uh, the Mototomic hoodie came in very handy when it was chilly um, in the mornings. I would sleep with it at night. I had my Moto Beans on, and if it was heat, more chilly i would put the hood up too so i mean it just it worked and it helped plus you, if you need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you have the hoodie on you're kind of like a ninja <sighs> yes and if uh, you want a hoodie of your own or you want to check out the dry bag that kept all my camping stuff in or kept everything dry and free you can head on over to mototomic.com and use that same discount code for 20% off. Oh, yeah, baby. Yep. And um, links are in the description. You can also find a link to B-Moto. The aforementioned Paco Pete will tell you to get in the clown car and come on over. We will do your suspension, your motor any kind of work on the motorcycle. Yes. We're going to have to talk about that next. Yep. Pretty soon. And Pete, Pete will give you a ride in the Carney crew clown car <laughs> while you wait for your stuff to get done. 
<laughs> He'll get you in. There's no guarantees you get out. Okay. <laughs> mm. Yes, it used to be a pastrami. Now it's a. Now he's got a bo- beamer. Boomlami. Clown car. I've got some. I think great the clown footage. car's a boomlami now. Super Dave. It used to be a him. pastrami. Super Dave teasing him. If your wife could love you, she'd buy you poor guys a BMW. And now he's got one. So I told him, your wife must love you. You got a Beamer. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so yes, uh, check out the B-Moto. Uh Link is also in the description. You can ship them stuff. And they will fix it and they will send it back to you. If you are local to them, stop in the shop and say hi. Yeah. I'm sure they would love to see you. Pete and Paul, awesome people. Spent some time with them both and uh, great, great people. And so far, I'm loving the engine. <laughs> the only thing is my fucking headlight quit working. So Frank, I can't ride it at Frank night. posted a picture of my bike in Discord and said, which transformer is this again? Yeah. I said, it's a Jappy. And then I said, go Steelers. Oh no! So did Oliver. One quick, one quick did that. Yeah, that's Oliver. Here we go, Steelers. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Bumblebee. I said it's the Chappy Transformer. Yeah, if you're not on Discord, hop on in. Great people. It's almost like a rally all the freaking time. If you're ever yes. bored, you can hop in Discord. Somebody will entertain you. I guarantee it. It's always <laughs> Super Dave and the Blue Booby. The blue oh, booby. I, I got that sticker on my see bike. Super Dave's blue booby. Uh, I didn't either, but I got the sticker on my bike, so it's there on the beamer. Super Dave, blue booby around the world. I don't know what that means. I'm sure he would tell you. Maybe someday he will. Did you post that video? Yeah. I you actually met that. a guy. You had to watch that. Sunday, last Sunday, with Random Lee's bike. He was in Washington uh, a month and a half ago. He started out in June. He's been traveling the wow the states on that That's old cool. BMW so from West Coast all the way to the East Coast, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to remember where he said he left from Florida. I think. He went all the way out to Washington. He left at the beginning of June, and it was like August 12th. That dude's checking off some bucket list. Check. Yeah. He said he was on his way home. (laughs) That's the hard part. Going home is the hard part. (laughs) He was ready. He sounded ready. When we were talking, I saw the bike, and you could tell he was traveling. I was wondering if he was on the BDR because he was close. Alrighty. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you weren't too bored by the, all the talk about different bikes and stuff like that. But if you are, you listen to the Rolling podcast. Hopefully, it gave you the incentive to go and get off your ass and go out. ride some cool bikes. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry. Dad Jeff. mode is coming. Sorry. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm trying to get dad mode before you go to bed. Come on. <laughs> Hopefully this will give you the incentive to go try a demo day, whether it's the ones that they have at the local dealer when the truck comes by or, you know, like at an event like that. 
you don't have to buy the whole week for like the $200, although it's well worth it because I had more fun for $200 than you can have for and thousands. Hooker House usually. on Saturday night. <laughs> Back in the 70s. I hope that's I not know. your daughter standing there. How did you know that? Because you shouldn't be saying that stuff in front of your daughter. <laughs> she just opened the fucking door. How did you know? Because I saw you go. <laughs> I saw you hold up a I'm like finger. the camera's not pointed that way. What the fuck's going on here? No, I said, I hope you're not saying that in front of your daughter. I did. I said it in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's getting up in the years. I don't think he makes oh, it to the end shit. of the podcast. I'm safe now. <laughs> Had nothing to do with your dad. <laughs> Everything to do about talking about hookers in front of your daughter. Uh, Got to educate him what not to become. Jesus. <laughs> they don't know by now you failed. That's true. That is true. Alrighty. So thank hey, you all for listening. Everybody, please remember, I'm easy. I'm just not. Oh, you. wait. Oh, God. What did we forget? What if? Oh, okay. Shit, motherfucker. Elf, motherfucker, to your house. <laughs> what if? Alrighty. We have a question that was put in. Oh, son of a bitch. People keep... There it is. People people like, like posting after the question, so it's like, God scroll damn. back to find it. All right. You wake up and you're back in 1990. Whoa. You have $2,500 to purchase any used bike that you would find in the 90s. What bike 90. would you buy? What the hell was out in 1990? Holy well, shit, there wasn't I know, but $2,500, you could buy a lot of new bikes for that. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> actually, it, uh, I mean, it was more like 96, 97 when I was really looking at a CR250. I think they were five grand back then. Brand new. They're not yeah. these days. Uh, I, I think I, in the 90s, I would go with a KDX 200. That would be my pick. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, I loved that bike back then. Oh, fuck it. I think I had an 89. So if you're in the 90s, I want to say the bike was probably like three grand brand new, 3,500. So. Three so four years later, it. yeah. I mean, say, I that I love that bike. You used yeah, to be able to I dog it. it. I could give my kids ride around the yard and not follow plugs. I could. I gave my uh, wife a ride in the sand dunes when she was eight months pregnant with my oldest, and then I wrecked. Hmm. Explains a lot. Actually, she's a really smart kid. I don't know. Maybe I knocked something into the right place. I don't know. Fun bike though. Fun bike. I love like. Knock I would the love to out ride that right now. <laughs> if you've got a KDX two hundred, want to let one of us ride it? I, I'd ride it. I miss that bike. I don't think there you, you could even get one for twenty five hundred now. <laughs> I mean, back then, well, probably a lot now, further. No, <laughs> but like in the nineties, you could because that's I the know only I bike bought... I could think of that I was like that would probably be what I'd grab. Yeah, 
I, I know I probably paid about two grand for the one I had in like 93. So it's a fun little workhorse. Oh yeah. It would go everywhere. And, and, and mine came with a, I've always been a bagger. My first bike was the KDX 200 and it had a bag that came on it. Oh yeah. The they all did. But, with the tools. Yeah. On the fender bag. <laughs> so I've always, I didn't even know it. I've always been a bagger. <laughs> Mine didn't have that anymore. I think the previous owner busted the back. Oh, you gotta, you gotta Fender. replace it with the right parts when you break it. Well, not always. Where else are you gonna put your beer? <laughs> I mean, tools. That's what I mean. Take a nasturd. <laughs> this isn't NASCAR. Sometimes yeah. you gotta turn right and left. <laughs> right. Ooh. You know what that there is? It looks like a Harley sign to me. It looks like a Harley poker ship. Somebody sent it to me. I thought you were going to say you picked it up at the rally. Nope. Oh. No, but I might be going to Ronnie's tomorrow and taking that Harley for a ride with the wife. Let her see what it's like. I that thing was a rocket. It's fun. It Better fun take bike. that belt you've been talking about if you're going to use the rocket mode. The power commander. Hold on, Bob Cherie. Hold the fuck on. With the power mad. The one with the handles. Yeah, she did it. <laughs> Unless they have a top box. That hold them in. Top box. Yeah, if she has a top box, it gives her a backrest. Yeah, I, I understand because I was supposed to go meet Go Roughly today and then they got held up. So we left, we packed up and left, and I used, uh, last time we went on the trip, I had to use the Moscow Moto big, because it had the beaver tail. We had a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We were going for a one-nighter, so it was all in the Moscow, or the Mototomic. And uh, she's like, well, this, this bag's smaller back here. I'm like, that's supposed to be a good thing. She's like, yeah, except for when I lean back. <laughs> and it's to be fair, it's not fully stuffed. It's just because you got rid of the good bags. I used those to pack all my shit this weekend. Yep. Oh, and my Mototomic bag on the passenger seat. So I don't know how you would pack for two people and go on a trip. But we'll talk about that in another podcast. Yes, that's a whole Yes, and uh, I think it was Oliver that asked for this question. Uh, that What's was up, a Oliver. Uh, if anybody else has a question, hop on in Discord, leave it in the What If channel, and please, people, don't put anything after it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just glad that hard to Oliver hasn't told my story yet. Uh, yeah. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> Not really a facial if it's fucking lotion. I don't want to know. You're gonna find out. No. It's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> It'll be in the video that's coming up on. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Right in the middle of the store.